0: friends do you believe in god yes i know you do that's why you're here right but i mean do you really believe in god that the god of the old testament god of the new testament is still the same today we'll be studying from book of daniel chapter 3 today and here you know this story very well king nebuchadnezzar had made an image of gold and he set it up in the plain of Jura. and he had, he had everyone come um, in his kingdom, uh, the officers, the politicians, the celebrities, the important people to come and worship the image at the dedication of the ceremony. And I'll show you the image of actually the Statue of Liberty. You know this, right? It's a famous icon here in the States. That from toe to head is about 111 feet tall. The image that nebuchadnezzar had set up is 60 cubits high six cubits wide in translation that's about 90 feet tall and 99 feet wide so it's a little bit smaller than the statue of liberty from toe to head um, the next picture will show you another picture which this actually this one is do you know what this is chryser the redeemer where in Rio, <laughs> in Brazil. I wish I could go there and see that myself. But this one is about, about 98 feet tall. So it's a little smaller than this, but if you see the next picture of this, you see the people? How small the people are compared to this statue? So the the image of gold that Nebuchadnezzar had set up is just a tiny bit, maybe a few feet shorter than that. So it gives you a little picture of how small you are if you were to stand right next to that the image of gold. And that was made out of what? Gold. Okay, so now you can go to the next slide. So um, that was gold. I don't think it was pure gold, like solid gold, I mean. It's probably plated, most likely. Um, that's how they did it in the old days. They probably could have made it out of solid gold, but I doubt it. But that, that was really gold. Now, if you had set that up and had everyone come, what do you think was going to be like that day of dedication? King Nebuchadnezzar had called everyone. What was the purpose of the dedication? Why did he erect that statue? Because the earlier chapter, he had a dream. And God showed him the prophecy that he is the head of the gold. And from that on, the kingdoms will rise. And in the end, what kingdom will rule the whole world? The kingdom of the rock, meaning God's kingdom, will rule. And King Nebuchadnezzar was very impressed because he couldn't remember the dream. But Daniel came and interpreted, well, told, told him the dream and interpreted So he was sure that it was the vision from God. But after that, he was thinking, you know what? I don't want my kingdom to end here. I want my kingdom to stand forever. So he erected the statue and had everybody come in his kingdom to bow down and worship, meaning to admit and to follow along with his plan. That's why he set that up. And as people came, and they were forced to worship, and there were some people who decided not to worship. Now, who were those people? We know three people who didn't bow down. Those people were Daniel's three friends. Where was Daniel? Was he not there? He was not there. And the Bible doesn't say where he was at that time we don't know why we don't know where he was but most likely he was somewhere else otherwise he would be there some people believe that he because it was daniel who told him that whole thing and king was like well you know what i don't i want to go against what you told me about god's plan so he was thinking i don't want you to be there because i know for sure that you would not like the idea and you will do something so i'll send you away so he sent him away somewhere but Daniel's three friends were there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, but were they the only three Hebrew people, Jewish people, there? No. All the other princes and the people, important people from Jews, Jewish nation, they were all there as well. But how come there were only three people standing up, not bowing down? Is they all knew the God of heaven. But they say, you know what? If I don't bow down here, I'm going to die. So I need to live so I can still serve God. I can still eat my kosher food. And I can still have my, you know, feast and go to... Well, we can go to the sanctuary and have service. But I can still serve God. I need to live first. That's why they, did, they bow down. And because of that there were some astrologers some people who came up and told the king like king there are three people that are not bowing down guess why they said that out of jealousy because those people were jealous they were in the same class as those three people well those are the slaves they are people from the war and they came and they are now in the same class as we are I don't like that. That's why they were jealous. A the commentary puts it this way. Their words also contained hidden insultation against the king and virtually blamed king, the king for a lack of political foresight by appointing to the high administrative offices foreign prisoners of war from whom naturally do not naturally no loyalty toward the babylonian king and his god could be expected so they were saying well those people are now bowing down at the same time king you have set those people on the offices and therefore you are to be blamed you had no foresight you made the wrong choice therefore it's your fault that's what they were saying basically blaming the king at the same time they were um, accusing those three people And the king calls those three people and says, did you really not bow down to my my image when the music was playing? Basically, the king was giving them another chance. Why do you think he did that? I think, first of all, he didn't want to kill them because he knew those guys were good guys. He didn't want to kill them. That's why he gave them a second chance. Second of all, he was threatening them. Well, okay, so you didn't bow down to my image when the music was playing, when everybody else was playing. You thought I wasn't serious. I'm here to tell you one more time. If you don't bow down this time again, I'll make sure that you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace, and I'll make sure that you're all dead. And he was threatening them. What was their answer? And I, I should read this verse, this, this famous Verse verse 15, 16 of Daniel chapter 3. says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O king Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not— We want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Do you think it's easy to say this? Now, you have your friends, you have your professor, you have your teacher, you have your pastor, you have your rabbi, all there in the same field. And you stand up for your faith while all the other people, your pastor, your parents, everybody else bowing down in that scene. And you have stood up. And now there is a death penalty. There is a threat that you will die. And you most likely will die. It's not just a threat. You will die. It's a fact. You can see the fiery furnace burning right next to you. And this is what they have said. Now the king gets really mad, and he orders them to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And once they are thrown in, and the soldiers who threw them in, died because it was too hot right and the king now had the sense of victory now you're rebelling against me now you're all dead guess what happened you're all dead now and he looks at the furnace and guess what he not only sees three men walking around he sees how many four people walking around and the king says very interesting thing here he says didn't we throw three people inside? I see four people walking around and the fourth looks like what? The son of the gods. Now, does does Nebuchadnezzar know God? Does he know the Bible? No, he's a Gentile king. How did he know? Has he ever seen God before? No, but he says the fourth looks like the son of the gods. How does he know that? that's my question now if you see god in your dream or something do you think you will recognize god yeah you should we should the god that you've been reading so much about the god that you've been praying to so much every single day wouldn't you recognize god yeah but there are some people in the bible who didn't recognize god when they saw god right so for the fact that this king this gentile king recognized god that's something we got to give him credit for but he did recognize god and said okay you guys please come on out and when they for the fact that they were walking around in the fire furnace it's not just a pizza oven it's, it's a big oven that where you can walk around right but they were thrown in with their hands and legs bound with ropes so they couldn't move around but for the fact that I could walk around, what happened to the rope that tied their hands and feet? The robe got burned. But their clothes, their hair, nothing got burned. Nothing got touched at all. When they came out, there was not even a smell of burned smell. So they came out. Now, picture this in your head. Imagine with me that you are, I don't want you to be there in the field because that means you are bowing down too. But let's say you are like one of those people, like watching a movie of the whole scene, what's going on? You are right there, looking at the faces of those three young men, the watching the face, the the the, the face of the king and other people, the soldiers and other people, the, the whole thing. Just imagine that you are there. When King Nebuchadnezzar set up the whole event and he organized the whole event, and he, he I don 't know how long it took the, to build the image, but he built the, the statue of gold. It might have taken a year or two or more to set that up and set up the whole whole plan so people who, whom he called from his country from for example like let's say we have the, the event here in San Diego, so people from Florida, people from Michigan, people from from montana people from alaska people from hawaii all flew in to attend this dedication ceremony right the like talk about all the important people the judges the the politicians the the celebrities all the important people they're all there so does that mean king would pay for them probably that's an important event like that so basically king is paying for their flight their travel their per diem their mileage everything they came and they're all eating they're staying they're not probably going to pay for their own money to come because they're invited invited guests so the king plans everything he sets up his orchestra his best orchestra to play the music and guess what so six sixty cubit tall six feet wide and six instruments why so many sixes because in babylon what system do they use they use a sex decimal system we use decimal system but they use sex decimal system and we still have that system in our in our daily lives what do we have time 60 minutes how about the angles well the circle is not 100 degree angles, it's 360. That's all from the sextetimal system. So that's why it's interesting how they have six instruments. Maybe you should study that. Um, Interesting fact about that. But for the fact that they um, had that all set up, the whole plan about the whole focus of that day should be what? The image that he had set up, and King Nebuchadnezzar and his glory and how his kingdom will stand forever. That should be, that must be, that was the plan and the focus of the whole day. When those three young men stood up, they didn't have to go into the fiery furnace and come out. For the fact that those three young men stood up, now the focus of the whole day is shifted from the golden image, the giant, the, the fascinating, the amazing image to those three young men who bravely stood up to die now those people when they go back all the people from all the country when they go back guess what they're going to talk about yeah the statue was great the music was fantastic the food was good i've never seen that many people it was just amazing but now those three young men did you see them they were so brave they were not even scared they stood up and they challenged the king i don't think i could do that but those three young men they did that but now they were thrown into the fire and like oh man poor those guys they're they're dead oh man but guess what they came out alive guess what they're going to talk about now do you think they're going to talk about the statue they're going to talk about the fantastic music they heard no they'll be talking about three young men who stood up and they were thrown into the fire and the soldiers who died, throwing them into the fire and the ones that came out alive, they'll be talking about those. Every hotel that they stay, they'll be talking about that. When they go back home in their hometown, they'll be talking about those three young men, not about the golden image. The reason why I said this is because I heard a story recently, and I was reminded of this story. I have about 10 minutes to tell this story, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but here we go. I have a friend up in Paradise area. She comes from a Korean-American family whose parents, her dad, used to be a pastor of Riverside Korean Church, where I used to pastor at, now he doesn't pastor anymore. He is a teacher at Paradise Adventist Academy, teaching computer and religion. She lives with her parents there and a baby sister. Her older brother got married and lives now in out of sta- uh, another state. She's a nurse, and her younger baby sister is a student uh, going to school there. On November 8th, campfire broke out. She went to work that day. she was at the hospital she 's a nurse, the hospital and she went in and heard the report that there is a fire, but there's nothing to worry about. Some time passes by. she goes around, she does her routine checkup and checking on the patients and whatnot. But then she hears a report that they need to evacuate the whole hospital the whole all the patients so they were all rushing, all the coworkers and everyone's all rushing to get everyone out the wheelchair and to wheel everyone out. everyone in the emergency room, everyone in the intensive care unit everybody out of the hospital they were all pushing everyone out and then she's just busy like what's going on just making sure running through the old hospital to make sure everyone is out and she drives to home to get her family out on her way out on her way to her house she sees the house burning on the way she's like oh my goodness this is crazy and she gets home and she's yelling at her parents and her family like mom dad sister let's pack up and go the parent the, the family was there sitting just like not knowing what to do just waiting for the authority to tell them to get out but they didn't hear anything so they're just sitting there and waiting doing nothing like we gotta pack up now and we gotta go i saw i saw houses burning on fire we, we have no time to wait They had about five, 10 minutes to pack everything, what they had, and they packed into their cars, and they were driving out of Paradise area. As they were leaving, and they see, like, houses burning, and they see the whole town turning into ashes. Not their house, but the whole neighborhood is, like, basically burning. As they were driving, there's traffic like crazy, and it was like, just, have you seen the videos of what had happened? cars driving and there is fire everywhere fire on the road fire on the mountains fire on the sides and she's like praying and yelling like oh my god oh my god please let me through this and there are videos like that on youtube and on facebook everywhere she went through that and as they were driving three separate cars mom dad her and her baby sister they were trying to get out of that kind of safety they're driving and finally they got out of there and they they got to a safe place and she realized that her father's not there like mom where's dad well because they were driving three separate cars like he had to go back to school to save the computer server that he recently had built and she's like oh my goodness why would you go back but he went back so my friend's dad went back and she was crying like i don't think she will get i don't think he will get out and so on and it's just all chaotic but then they realized that they forgot to bring some pets out of the house they got the dog out but they had two birds in the garage and one bearded dragon that they just forgot to bring out and she was just crying the whole time like oh what are we gonna do with the pets but then they were calling their dad. She was calling her dad. Dad, where are you? Can you get out? As soon as he turned around to go into the town to save the computer service, because, he, because he's a computer teacher there, just he just couldn't get out. It's just so much traffic, and a lot of people, they just couldn't get out. And he said, you know what? My, the house on my left, house on my right, they're all burning. There is fire on the road, and there are people abandoning the car. They're just trying to get somewhere. I don't know if I can get out, and, and he said, quote, if I don't see you again, I love you so much. I love you all. At that time, like, they were all crying. Well, November 8th passed. Many, many hours later, he eventually got out, so he barely got out, and he, he all get, got together with the family. The next day, they are trying to call different people, trying to see what's going on, and she saw, my friend, saw some posts of her friends saying that my house burned down, everything is gone, and blah, 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 blah. And she said, how did you check your house got burned down? How did you check? Like, well, there are some firefighters and so on and so forth. And she was giving out her address to all her friends saying that, can you please check my house to see if my house is okay? Knowing that there is less than one chance that the house will be okay, but she wanted to check. Maybe the next day or so, one of the friends responded back, who is her co-worker and also an atheist, called back, responded back, saying that, my husband is a firefighter. Let me see if my husband can go and swing by to see, check your house. Anxiously waiting to hear anything, whether the house is still standing or the burned down, anxiously waiting to see what had happened. That evening, they were waiting, the atheist co-worker calls back my friend and says guess what my husband got another fire engine and went to your house and your house is the only house in the neighborhood standing everything else burned down but your house is standing and my my friend was like are you sure that's the right house (laughs) because that doesn't sound like i can't believe what you're saying well, can you tell your husband? Did you, well, they, they told him about the pets that she had left in the garage. And if that is the right house, can you please go inside the garage, check to see if there are two birds in the garage? And she said, my husband went inside the garage, found two birds, they're completely fine. So he gave them some food and water. When those words registered into my friend's head, she just collapsed. She started crying she went into her her her, she went into whatever the hotel room she was staying she knelt down and she prayed to god god i don't deserve this you are so good to me why did you save my house why did you save my pets i just can't believe you i choose to serve you fully from now on i just love you and the whole family just prayed now the next day, they wanted to go back into the paradise area because a lot of the fire now has been contained, and they wanted to go back. And the police officer said, you can't go back in. I can't let you in. They were frustrated. I have pets there, and my house is still standing. I want to go in and, and feed the pets and, and save them. They said, Look, well, you have to call the firefighter again to go in. I can't let the civilians to go in. Frustrated, they turned around, and they had to go back. The next day, another friend calls and says, Give me your address. Let me see if my connection, now the police officer, can go back in and save the pets, bring the pets out. And she gave them the number, I uh, gave them the address, gave the police officer the uh, address, and the police officer goes and saves the birds out. And the dad, my friend's dad, goes drives two hours to meet with the officer. And this is the report that she, she heard from her dad. When the police officer came out to deliver the birds to my friend's dad, he, they've never met. They don't know each other. But this police officer gave my friend's dad the biggest hug ever and asked this question Do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Because your house, of all the houses in your neighborhood, is the only house untouched, still standing. This is a miracle. I can't believe how this is possible. Do you believe in God? That's what the officer said to the father. And he said, yes, I'm a believer of God. And he came back with the birds and the bearded dragon. So they're all safe. A couple of days later, on October 20th, they were able to go back to their house. She wasn't able to go, but the rest of the family members went back to the house when they went to the house, guess what? The fire came all the way to the fence of their house, burned everything. Everything burned down to the ground. But from that fence to the next fence, their house completely untouched. C- nothing is burnt. They had five propane tanks outside in the backyard fine (laughs) they had a chicken coop outside with plastic cover all over the plastic not melted (laughs) and listen to this and everything inside the house completely okay nothing burned but they had a shed in their backyard that doesn't belong to them it belongs to a landlord which is locked up so the landlord keeps his stuff inside the shed they don't have an access to the shed guess what happened to the shed burned down to the ground <laughs> but the rest of the stuff belonging to this family nothing got burned out amen do you believe in god <laughs> so this is what i can imagine when the fire was sweeping, sweeping through the whole village the angels came down, protect, protecting the whole house. And the shed, like, the fire jumped into the shed, like, okay, we can let that burn. Okay, so that, you, can, you can burn down, <laughs> but you cannot burn the chicken coop, no the plastic cover, or the propane tanks. No, 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 you can't burn it. <laughs> so the angels are protecting angels' hands over the house, whatever is in the, in the whole backyard, everything, but the shed completely burned down i asked my friend why do you think god protected your house and your pets and my friend told me i believe god protected my house because first of all because of the pets that we couldn't bring out i forgot to bring out the pets god wanted to save them but second of all my friend's dad um he was a pastor former pastor of avenue church riverside church But now what he does is that he has a ministry set up and he goes around and tells people about the sanctuary message, the third angel's message. He is very dedicated. So my mother in Korea had heard their message in Korea. So they have a ministry going on and he has an unsaved work on his computer that he still needs to go out and and deliver to other people. So she says that must be the reason why God has saved my house. At the same time, he wanted my atheist friend to see the power of God. Also, the police officer wanted him to see how God can do something like that. And also, people like you and I, you and me, who would listen to the story like this and say that God of the Old Testament, God of the Bible, God of the New Testament, God of Elijah with the fire, God of Moses with rest departing, God of jeremiah god of daniel god of abraham everyone that you read the stories of in the bible he is still the same god today friends do you believe in god you know just like he needed those three young men shadrach Meshach, and abednego or should i say hananiah mishael and azariah those three people he needed those three people who would stand up for god and if i am thrown into the fiery furnace i'll be standing up for jesus i'll be standing up for truth god needs those three people god needed those people so he can turn the world upside down he can change the worst curse into a blessing you know some people may ask well Lucky you that your house is saved and spared. But what about those people? I heard paradise has a lot of Adventist people who are living in there. What about those homes? Were they not faithful Christians? Were they not faithful people? There is no guarantee that God will save you if you are faithful. There are thousands of thousands of people throughout history who got martyred, who died for Jesus. What about those people? God didn't spare their lives. How about them? It doesn't mean that they were not faithful. God would allow, some of those people will die, and some of their things get destroyed. But God chooses, I don't know God's wisdom, but God chooses certain individuals, certain people to demonstrate His miracles. And I believe my friend's family just experienced that extraordinary story and testimony in their lives to tell some other people, some people who do not believe in God, to believe and to testify to them. Now, God is calling us to be faithful like that because God had called those three young men to stand up for Jesus, and the whole focus of the whole event has changed. God doesn't need the whole world to do that. God needs just few faithful people to do that. Do you want to be that individual? I pray that you will choose to stand up for Jesus just like my friend's family stood up for God and God had shown their miracle, His miracle to them. And I pray that God will show us a miracle. If not, just like the Bible says, even if He does not save us, we will not bow down to your image, we will not worship the God of, God of the image that you have set up. Let us have that faith. Even if God does not save us, we will still be faithful. But if He does save us, then we will be his powerful witness, powerful witness for Jesus. Let us have that faith so that we could be God's servant. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we've heard the stories of Daniel's friends. And we also have heard the story of uh, my friend, uh, Jan Wan, in paradise. Lord, sometimes in history, you would choose some individuals who are faithful and you will show your miracle that will change the whole, change the world that will change, shift the focus of the whole event Satan has planned in, in in a way that the whole focus will be on the statue of someone who is going against God's will but Lord you have set up those three young men just three young men to change the whole focus, the whole thing around, Lord we want to be like that So, Lord, we pray that you would use us to be like those three young men to stand up for Jesus. Though the world, the heavens fall, we will stand up for you. Though the whole world goes against you, we will stand up for Jesus. So, Lord, we pray that you would make us to be like those three young men in the book of Daniel. Help us, Lord, to be faithful and to stand up for Jesus. Thank you, Lord.